The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. This show brought to you by Jersey Ninja. New items added weekly, superior quality products, excellent selection, competitive pricing, 100% satisfaction guaranteed. That's Jersey Ninja at JerseyNinja.com. Your source for great quality hockey jerseys and performance wear products. Oh. Crisis for the geek kind. Top Geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Join the revolution and save the galaxy. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Want to know more? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more? Welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is the Dashing Duo, Derek and myself, Mike. How's it going, Derek? All right. I'm feeling better from uh, my illness, and uh, that's good. It's going good. Well, this is our next to last show before the holidays, mm. and uh, we got a special guest with us tonight, and hopefully, we'll be joined by a couple more. But we have writer and director of Body Shop, which is a Asian independent film. Um, more than yeah, anything, I would say. <laughs> uh, and that voice you just heard is Scud. How are you doing, Scud? I'm good. Yeah, and uh, I've got something to looking forward to this year. Anyway, yeah, oh, uh, because in in a month of time, I will be celebrated by the Rotterdam International Film Festival. Awesome. Yeah, that's probably the highest point in my life. Awesome. Yeah. And it looks like we have one of the actors joining in. Yeah, yeah maybe someone is joining. Let me see who he is. Maybe. Well, not yet. <laughs> so um, tell us a little bit about Body Shop. Okay. Uh, Body Shop Body Shop is my number nine film. Um, and uh, it's actually uh, part of a twin production because I was making, I was writing and making a film to condense and consolidate my whole idea about death and afterlife. And uh, we shot that film and then we found it as long as something like the first cut being over three hours. So, so we did more shooting and, and separate that into two films, which is Apostles and Body Shop. And, and Body Shop will be the more, how would I say, the more easygoing part of the, of the topic. And uh, Asian goes, um, the, the journey of an uh, Asian kid uh, after, after his death. So, so it's more like the oriental concept of how a spirit would look like uh, in the next life, if anything. And as well as the uh, and ghost possession or ghost attachment uh, incident, which did happen 
uh, right next to me. So, so what you saw in the film about the attachment was uh, was the real case. Uh, I don't know whether the film was convincing enough for the audience to believe it's not just drama. I know for me, I kind of like this idea that you went with it. Um, you start off with a with a short, like a, like a yeah. short sketch, and then you kind of almost mm-hmm. went into like a documentary type mode. Yeah. And then you went to the next sketch and like, okay, I really like this idea of storytelling. I I thought it was unique. Is that something, is that something that um, is common over in the Asian film world with the independents or is this something kind of unique as your signature? May I say almost nothing I have done is common in Asia. (laughs) Uh, What I have done is it's always something almost unprecedented in in the Asian cinemas. So um, for for this sort of um, partly documentary and and partly drama sort of uh, approach, I mean, even to me, it's experimental. It's also the first first time for me. And yeah, I mean, basically... um, yeah, you guys will perceive me as an Asian uh, filmmaker, but if you have watched other Asian films, you probably wouldn't find much uh, common place. Mm-hmm. And and in in Asia itself, I'm perceived to be a quite foreign um, filmmaker. So yeah, that that is quite quite interesting. Well, I I say that that's why I tried to preface Asian independent filmmaker. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I expect independent films in Asia is a lot different. It is very similar to like it is here in the States where there's a different approach to filmmaking as opposed to the, the major studios mm-hmm. and their filmmaking. Uh, mm-hmm. Is that is that kind of accurate with the independent scene there that, you know, the same type of separation between the two? I think I think it's actually even more difficult in Asia to to run a an independent studio or, or remain independent because everything is actually ever more commercial here than in America. I would say so. I can I can only say that um, like for example in Hong Kong, I I have been perceived to be the only indie uh, filmmaker uh, still alive. And actually, I'm retiring also. So, so we, we don't we don't see much of the independent scenes um, in this part of the world. Not 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 like, I mean, I mean in in USA, you at least you have sentence and 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 that sort of thing. We we don't have anything like that here to encourage real independent uh, filmmakings. Yeah. Okay. And I see we are joined by Tank. Tank, yes. How are you doing, Tank? <laughs> Good morning. I'm working on what. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I'm going to sidetrack real quick. Tank, how did you get involved in Body Shop? Okay, okay, I'll 其实我也不知道我会有这个机会
<laughs> he was saying that I, I think he's, he always remembered this that he was the, actually the very last one to be casted for the film. Uh, actually, he appeared after my casting was already done, but then I, I found him. The, the, his face and his ear, his eyes look very much uh, that of a uh, young ghost like. So, so I actually cast him uh, at the end after one additional uh, outshooting uh, program with him. Yeah. <laughs> was this uh, tank? Was this your first film, or have you done others prior to? Hmm. Oh,对，这是我人生中的第第一部电影。然后没有想到第一部电影就是演到那么好的角色，然后也去了那么多国家，让我放眼看全世界。Okay, yeah, he he is his first uh, feature film indeed, and he never imagined he would would be given such a big role and he would be seen everywhere in the world. Awesome, awesome. Derek, I'll let you ask a few questions because if not, I'll, I'll um, continue on a tear. Yeah, yeah, I was going to ask earlier when you were talking about um, uh, making making films in Hong Kong and such. Is is it um, was it how difficult was it to get your vision across that you wanted for this this story? Oh, okay. I think I think Body Shop was perceived one of my most commercial film ever because it's so easy to to be understood and um and we, we we haven't released it yet because he has not passed the censorship the censorship of hong kong is going backward by a by a distance so so i don't even actually expect it even to be screened in hong kong maybe it will be screened at least in taiwan and that would be sufficient for me and uh and but uh, we we were the uh, i was the the retrospect uh, filmmaker in uh, in a Hong Kong film festival. So at least there were about one thousand to the, uh, yeah one thousand audiences to the film so far, and 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 uh, I don't know whether I would say it's a good or a bad thing. Is is it's already on the network, um, and yeah. So so a lot of people haven't seen it, but except that the money would never flow into my pocket, is it? Mm. Um. <laughs> Uh, about getting my message uh, across, um, I I think um, now my films have become more and more distant from from the reality in Hong Kong. Uh, my earliest films, like my second one, uh, Permanent Residence, my third one, Amphetamine, they were the opening film and closing film of the Hong Kong Film uh, International Film Festival. But then afterwards, seems because I I move on to to produce maybe more controversial maybe more radical uh, contents but but the the place is becoming more and more um, alien uh, to to such things so so now i i almost okay actually uh just over one year ago i i moved away from hong kong and now i'm i'm staying in the in thailand so I think I, I'll probably end everything in Hong Kong in maybe some time soon. And and that is a place I've lived for 40 years, but but there's nothing I could do. I have to I have to also protect my crew and my actors, uh, just in case. Yeah. Okay. So so in order to grow more, it, it's you're having to leave 
mainland China to go elsewhere because just because of the government control over things and the way they they censor. Yes, and also, I mean, what what I was allowed to do is no longer allowed, and but sometimes you it's very difficult for you to to really know where 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 the the line has to move. So, um, okay, I I think it's 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 no longer a secret because I already. Uh, put it in my last film that now I'm actually not able to return to Hong Kong uh, because after I left Hong Kong, uh, one of the scene I, I I shot in the previous film, it was somehow leaked to the to the public, and the police were after us, and I was actually warned against uh, my prospect if I return to Hong Kong. Oh wow! Oh wow! Yeah. So, so I'm leaving behind my my family, my friends over there, but some of them are also moving out anyway. Yeah. Right. So that must be tough, though. Yeah, you, you were you were saying you left family behind. Is there any repercussions that they could do to your family because of that, or uh, or is it yeah. just mainly you if you go back? Uh, I- I, I hope okay. It's it's just me that they are targeting because I was a filmmaker of the last film. Okay. So anything happened to that film should be me. But they they were also saying that uh, I mean if they could identify the actors, they they they, they could be could be affected as well. So so the better idea is for me not to return to to remain where I am now. So so hoping that as time goes by. Uh, something somehow this will die down. So so yeah. Mm. Well, talking about Borello filmmaking it. <laughs> that, that, that's that's it. Wow. It, 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 this. I am glad you are okay and your actors and crew are okay. It, it's just hard to fathom. Uh, <laughs> I guess because of us living here in the states, that something like that is possible. Um, <laughs> I know. Um, for for me, you know, working at Walt Disney World and at Epcot and having dealt with the various uh, countries that we have, especially China and some of the talent from that we've had from China, um, I I know how how much the the government or or the Communist Party really has a, a stranglehold on things and. It's still, even even though I'm aware a little bit more, it's still so hard to to comprehend that. Yeah, it, it's more than just just this. You know, what you're going through is. I wish you didn't have to go through it. But, yeah, that's but right. I, but, um, I, but I totally get that. You know, that's what that's what the government's like, and that's what the culture's like over there. Okay. At the moment. Uh, I, I would say, uh, well, I mean, before 1997, um, we, especially the last maybe 10 years or so, we experienced some very good uh, liberal, uh, progressive uh, years of our, our place. And and then after 97, after we were supposed to be returned uh, to, to China, Initially, it was still okay. So, so in the first few years of my filmmaking, it was still fine. But, but then the the last ten years was like wow. So, so uh, we can only we can only say that well, 
every every good things came to an end and so so when we when you are moving backwards it's always very uncomfortable and um, but i actually try to stay as long as possible and i continue to make films uh hoping that uh, because my films are mainly target the uh, so-called overseas audiences so they so they wouldn't bother much but then i mean uh, my film have not been political at all if you have watched any of them right. uh, but still they are they are limiting i mean like this time uh, I got I got my trouble by the, um, having a dozen of guys running naked uh, in the midnight of the already closed uh, fishing village of Hong Kong. So it's it's not supposed to be to be anything. I mean, anyone, no one would, would have been bothered. But then, because some somehow some guy uh, uh, took the CCTV footage and released it, then they are saying that I'm having a huge impact to the to the society and that sort of things. So 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 so, so hmm. we are we are targeted. So so this is this is not something that would happen before. I would say. So, but then yeah, then what can we do? So 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 if we cannot even do such thing we might as well just not doing it anymore i think a lot of people are, are taking that uh, that uh, attitude now yeah wow. so, so good let's just say how how did you get into filmmaking and uh what, what makes you want to make these films okay um that was about mbc now i'm actually uh, working on my diaries of uh, of uh, 18 years ago it just happened to be the beginning of my filmmaking career because i i a Taiwanese uh, publisher want me to ask me ask me for many years to write a uh, memorials or something so i'm looking back at that time as well um i was actually uh, retiring from software development i was uh, an it person for a long time and then i and then i i had enough of it so i moved to to australia for my citizenship there and then uh, I reckon that I still have many years to, to live on um, under normal circumstances. So I decided that I might as well tell some uh, comparing stories. Um, since I, I'm, I don't think I could manage uh, being a writer of fiction, I mean, that sort of magnitude, so, so uh, dimension. So I decided that maybe, maybe making films is something I could do. And mm -hmm. also, uh, even in my earlier career, I befriend mainly the the artistic uh, circle uh, of Asia. So I know a lot of um, people in the industry already. So so that oh, makes my uh, beginning quite uh, handy. So and then actually initially I was thinking of making at most three films. That was in my diary, so it must be true. And but then. There were so many controversy with my first and second film, so so that brought up the defiance in me. So I I I decided that the Asia was too conservative, and and that is something I maybe I can do something to maybe I could do something to change that. So so I I I push on to make my third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth films. So so that's how it. I mean the the. The world just just walk like this, and 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 obviously now I'm approaching the end of it, and uh, so complicated uh, feeling, but uh, 
I think at least I've done something that they have changed somehow some of the landscape of the at least the Asian cinemas, mm-hmm. and maybe also the world. I mean, in terms of uh, nudity, in terms of uh, um, controversy uh, things, because I think overall the world. Okay, okay. I was from the school of Pasolini. Okay, so so I, I watched American uh, European films back 40, 50 years ago, and and now I find the film, the current films, especially the commercial ones, very conservative, very uh, standard, very TV drama like. So so I I I'm glad that some people are saying that I I somehow change a little bit of that, and maybe that's why that's why IFFR is going to pay homage to me, which will will help me greatly, especially my actors all along all these years. Yeah. Tank, how did you get into acting?演出嘛，就是一开始，哎，我我之之前是真的很少在演戏，然后之前都是演一些小品，然后去认识的导演之后，哎，我我带耳机收音有收到吗？嗯，我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我我
本身。哎，等一下，你要大声一点，你要大声一点，你要靠近一点，对我听不到你。对，好，哎，因为我我我现在我现在戴耳机啊，所以声音比较小。嗯，对，那因为我室友都还在睡觉。好，我本身是怕水的，然后然后我也那时候我还没接触你之前，其实我是比较。比较不敢去接触一些什么爬山的运动之类的。嗯，对，嗯。首先，我先改变了我自己，我对好像对水没有那么，就是感到那么害怕。对，第二个，我觉得遇到你之后，我就是我越来越喜欢出国。然后，中间我们遇到疫情三年之三年的，中间三年吧，对不对？对，然后。我因为这样，然后放眼看全世界，那我也也喜欢出国。虽然我现在还在学习，就是怎么讲英文的部分，对，但我还是英文很不畅。OK， OK， he is saying that initially he was actually quite afraid of the world, quite shy. And but uh, actually, I didn't find him that way. But anyway, uh, so so after the film and after the three years in the pandemic, um, he he think he's he's a much bolder person now. Except that there's still something that he hasn't done uh good enough, like English, because I I I have I have warned him against uh I I warned him of the prospect that he he could be he could be well received, he could be popular. In the English-speaking world, so so he should、uh, spend more time. But but you know, in in Taiwan, it surprised me that the Taiwanese、um, young people they actually speak much more fluent Japanese than English. That surprised me a lot. Interesting. Yeah, they speak. Yeah, interesting. They they speak Japanese because Japan is is the closest country to them. That they always go there, and they all they even work there. So. I I thought it's supposed to be very close to America, but but they don't speak English basically. So so now they are trying their struggling with that that barrier. So I hope actually I mean bring thank you for inviting us by bringing him to this interview. I I think he will be more diligent <laughs> in polishing his English. Well, <laughs> I I hope by being on our show, this encourages him. Through your encouragement and the and the words that you of mentorship you've given him of heading towards learning English, that he does learn English more,、um, mm. because you know as an actor, the more languages, especially coming from the Asian culture, the more languages he he knows or or you know, think the more well rounded and sought after as an actor. He will be.、Mm. Yes, 这这里应该听懂了。OK， 你点点头吧。<笑>人家就说你一定要学英文，你一定要学英文，你一定要学英文。OK， 人家苦口婆心跟你说你一定要学英文。<笑>然后我再补充一点，唯一好像你说讲到了三个重点，一个是学英文，第二个是游泳，第三个你猜是什么、嗯？啊，第三个是开车。帮我第三点，我先学会了。Okay. Yeah, he is saying that he there are other skills that they, that he will improve, like driving and and some things. I mean, he 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 want to be prepared for for yeah for a longer acting career. Yes. Awesome. Because, 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 because,
，呃，台湾是百分之七十趴的人是死于车祸的人。Oh, okay. Okay, I'll go there. Yeah, he's he's explaining that why why he hasn't got a, a license yet, but he's about to get it. It's because in in I mean Taiwan is a is a country that uh, traffic accidents took most life than any other places in the world. Oh, <laughs> I understand. Right. It's like I know that. Yeah, we 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 both live. I live in Florida. Uh, Derek lives in Massachusetts and the areas we live are very super high traffic areas as well. So yeah. we, we totally yeah. understand. <laughs> um, when does the film get its release? Um, Body Shop is a little bit, actually a little bit complicated. Um, it was premiered in Rotterdam last year and it will be in Rotterdam again this year because uh, because I they have a retrospect of all my 10 films. Uh, the release, I think, uh, because Hong Kong is kind of stopped, so we are going to revamp the film to for release uh, next year in Taiwan. But in America, um, you can already see it, I think, yeah. And I'm not sure if a postal is also released, but if you can watch both films, uh, that that will be a more complete uh, uh, a thing to me. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I think it's already released and uh, I think Breaking Glass is, has already released it. And I, I already received people from different places, uh, I mean, telling me about how they feel about the film. I have the feeling that because this film is so, I mean, it's comparatively simple, and straightforward so so maybe yeah there, there, there could be there could be more response um my my film before this one was called uh, adonis or 30 years of adonis that, that was probably my commercially most successful one because it went to the amazon top of the amazon uh chart sales chart. Oh, at least at least congrats, it saw a lot congrats. of uh, yeah yeah, yeah. So, so in the in the foreign film chart, it was only second to the shoplifters, and in the LGBT uh, chart, it was uh, it topped the chart for three months, I think. So, yeah. So I, I have a feeling that I begin to have more American audiences now. Yeah. So I'm I'm really happy. Well, that's good news. That's awesome. Congratulations, <laughs> Eric. You have any other questions? Mm. I don't think so. Well, I want to thank you both for being on the show. This was so awesome. And I will definitely say y'all are our first Asian independent film creators that have been on the show. And and, okay. th and this is so great. I, I really, yeah, I really enjoyed this opportunity. Too. <laughs> yeah. Sounds great honor to us. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So <laughs> thank you so much. Um, Thank you guys so much for being part of our show. And you know, we can't wait. Go look for Body Shop from Breaking Glass Entertainment. Yes. yes. Breaking Glass Production. Yeah, PGP. Yeah. Breaking Glass Production. Um yeah. check it out. It, it's it's a a film that's very as you said earlier, very experimental, very interesting concept. And I, I really like the way it played out and um definitely happy to to have been able to to interview you both of you uh in regards to how this film was done but thank you so much thank you thank you <laughs> nice <laughs>
crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production.